Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Chris Dutchko, co-host of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Imagine what it would feel like to have support as an elementary music teacher each and every week. If you're feeling like you're hanging on by a thread, you're frustrated not knowing where to start when it comes to planning, or you're worn out and thinking that work-life balance doesn't even exist and is unattainable, then the Harmony membership is exactly where you need to be. I want you to consider what it would feel like to get the support you need all school year long in a safe space where you can ask any and all questions you have. Think about how it would feel to have your time back while not needing to stay so late after school to plan. And imagine how much richer your life will be when you have time to pursue hobbies like your musical passion outside of the classroom. If this sounds like something you need, then head to harmonymembership.teachable.com forward slash P forward slash Harmony Hub and I'll see you inside. Today's episode is a little bit different. I'm going to be airing a replay of day two of the Reflect and Renew Challenge that I have been doing the last three days. So day one, we talked about reflecting, and then day two is about processing, and day three is going to be about renewing. So as you're listening, I want you to think about what can you reflect upon in your teaching life, looking over the past week or two or the past month, how can you process through how to improve in those areas that maybe are struggles or even wins, and then how are you going to find renewal moving forward? The audio in this is not the greatest. I'm just letting you know, but just be bear with me because it aired on Facebook originally. So I hope that you get something from this episode. And so let's jump right in. And today is day two and tomorrow is day three. It is a short challenge that like I said, the word challenge yesterday, I said, just means it challenges you to do something um, new or to pivot or challenges you to think differently. And that's what I am doing in this challenge. It's super simple. It's not going too deep. It is, that's what I do in workshops. But in this, it's more of giving you strategies to think through on your own, processing through your own teaching, which is exactly what we're talking about today. Yesterday, let me do a quick recap. We talked about in reflecting and in a minute i'm going to pivot and reshare my screen where i showed you how i went through the reflection process and then how i'm going to process through 
what I reflected on yesterday in just a second. But reflecting, I'm just going to review some of the things I talked about. It's looking back at where you've been before you can focus on where you're going. And we're reflecting on your not just struggles, but wins. But we also talked about the fact that your struggles all are beneficial if you let them. And what I mean by that is when you are struggling with something and you're having a hard time or you feel like a little bit defeated, it's a learning curve, right? I want you to think about your students and those students that maybe struggle with whatever area it might be, their struggles, it's really cool when you see them have these aha moments or you see something just all of a sudden click, or maybe it hasn't clicked before, or maybe you see them, something that's really been hard, it just becomes easier to them. And that is why I think, I'm opening it up in email while I'm, read, while I'm talking to you so I can make sure I have those notes in front of me as well. Okay, um, but that's why it's really important to have, uh, not stress yourself out trying to be perfect. And we talked about that in day one. So if you did not get a chance to watch that Facebook Live, I would highly encourage you to watch that. It is pinned at the very top of the elementary music teacher community Facebook group. Uh, so when you're reflecting, don't think, oh my gosh, I'm. Uh, she's told me to focus on some of my struggles and my wins, and I feel like everything is a struggle. That's not true, because what we also talked about in day one is how there can be small wins or big wins. Sometimes all we do is look at the bigger picture. I'm guilty of this as well. We don't look at the baby steps we've taken. We don't look at the day to day. We just look at the whole entire school year, not about a good lesson that went well or a student you've connected with better or a new idea you decided to try the last couple of weeks that's really going well. Those are wins. So don't look at all of the other things that you feel like weren't good enough, which, by the way, sometimes that's your, just your mindset getting to you it's just your own thoughts getting to you and it's not necessarily true so we talked about reflecting i introduced to you what um, a success path is and i talked to you about stage one which is the learning stage and stage two which is the growing stage and a lot of it is about overwhelm and burnout and work home life balance and not feeling confident or supported and a lot of it is about classroom management and I already said work-life balance. So we talked about how you get through those stages. You find action steps you can take to get through them and slowly but surely you're going to see yourself going, okay, I'm from stage one to stage two, which when you're doing this reflection process, it will tremendously help you with that. So if you're confused about what I'm talking about, I am going to share my screen in a minute and show you we're going to go into stage two a little bit more today, but also stage three. But like I said, watch yesterday's Facebook Live if you didn't get a chance because you will be able to um, understand kind of better what I'm talking about. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything on the recap about reflection before we dive into processing today. Um, okay. Struggles and wins, talk to you about not looking too far back. You can definitely do that. There's a time and a place for looking at the entire school year or each nine weeks. But right now, I don't want you to focus on more than just two weeks to a month at a time. Um, bah, bah, bah. Some mindset issues or questions you might be thinking about as you're doing reflection. And then I shared some questions I reflected through, and I'm going to share with you today how I'm processing through them. All right, so let's dive into day two processing.
this is when you are taking what you did about reflection and if you have not had time to do that yet, I highly suggest doing it. I also have question prompts in the Facebook group. So if you don't feel comfortable posting your answers, which that's okay, I want you to just at least do it on your own. And if you forget what the questions are, they're posted right there in the group. So, and it'll be posted right after I go live. Okay, so this is when processing is when, like I said, you're gonna be thinking about what you need to do to make your music teaching life a bit more successful. Right now, it is very hard to process through anything as you feel like you're hanging on by a thread and you're just getting through the last few weeks of school. So I know it's very hard, but this process I'm teaching you, I call it the reflection process, can happen anytime in the school year. And when you feel that overwhelm creeping in, whatever point of the school year you're in, I want you to think back to these steps you're learning throughout this challenge. And I want you to think, okay, I really need to look back. Remember, not all year long, but if you're feeling overwhelmed in that moment, look back to that week. Maybe it's a Friday and you need to look back at that um, through, I don't know, that the whole week. So go back to Monday and then you're going to journal like what I'm going to share in a minute and you're going to reflect on what went well that week, what was your struggles, and then you're going to process through them like we're going to do today. So. You should have, if you signed up for the challenge, received an email this morning with two questions to think through. Number one, oh, yesterday's questions were, let me do those first. What successes have you had and what struggles have you had? So that's your, your wins and your struggles we just talked about. Today, the questions I want you to, I'm gonna scroll to the bottom before I go into the teaching portion. Um, what would you like to improve upon going forward and how or what will improve your teaching practice or life. So with that said, I'm gonna share my screen and then I'm gonna definitely go back and um, talk about this more. Let me make sure I'm on the right thing, okay. And I am gonna make sure I don't miss any questions. I'm not on that um, Facebook group right now, but I'm gonna definitely make sure I answer questions in a minute. Okay, so this is what I did yesterday. I just put R&R process up here, reflection and renew process and so I just put reflection, I put some struggles, and down here I put some wins. So today we're gonna process through these. I said for me, some struggles is kindergarten. For me, kindergarten does not come easy. I know it's funny to me because working with tons and tons of music educators, it's usually the reverse. I don't mean to say usually, but a lot of the music teachers I work with, it's the struggle is upper elementary and the lower elementary comes easier. So one thing I shared yesterday as well is the good thing about having struggles, the other good thing about having struggles is the fact that if it's a struggle to me, it's a win to someone else. So when I share my struggles and I'm reflecting on that, someone else may come there and go, oh, this is what you could do for kindergarten. Oh, you're struggling with these areas. This is how you can do this. So the first way you process is by sharing with others to get input and feedback. So. The other ways, when I'm reflecting and going back to what I just said, I'm gonna think about what could I do to improve this, these areas moving forward or down here in the win column, what could I continue doing to grow upon these areas? So let's just start right up here at the struggles. Kindergarten, I said, um, and I'm not gonna go through all of these right now because that would take a long time. So let's just pick one category under the struggles and one under the wins. Kindergarten, um, I said my struggle, one of the struggles is keeping them entertained. So if I'm processing through this, my um, processing 
I'm just going to put a column or a section right under that. And I'm just going to, I'm literally just going to copy and paste that. I don't remember what I did here. Oh, I just made it 13. Okay. And I'm going to copy and paste this down here and I'll show you what I'm doing. So let's do that. Okay. So I'm going to write here. I'm just going to keeping them entertained and you could definitely make this one section. You don't need to make it two, but I'm actually going to take these. I copied it and then I'm going to take it out because I decided I'm going to do it that way instead because I want my processing through these to be here. Okay. So I'm looking up here and it says keeping them entertained. Okay. So if I'm processing through like, let's say a week ago, if I'm having a struggle, keeping them entertained, what, what am I going to process through? How could I make that uh, easier or better moving forward? Or maybe I need to um, find, find better hands-on activities. Plan, well, this is A. So A was, I'll just say, entertained. So I know what I'm typing here. Okay, find better hands-on activities. I could also do more, more, whoops, facilitate, more small group or partner work. I could pivot and have other ideas in my, I don't know what word to use, bucket <laughs> to pull from. Uh, I could, I'm struggling with keeping them entertained. I could say, look at transitions and how much I'm talk, a talking head. Okay, so that's just some ideas that come to mind. Um, finding enough activities, so I'll just put activities. Finding enough activities to keep them busy. So what could I do for this? I could say, um, if I'm processing through, I'm struggling with finding enough. So I could say, okay, look in music ed Facebook groups. I could say, listen to music ed podcast and read blogs. I could look through um, my material to find new songs and lessons. Um, and I could keep going with that. When you're processing, you can just type out your thoughts as they come. Then when you look at this list, you're going to say, oh, I could do these things. And this is what I need to do in order to move forward in this area, right? And then not making lessons redundant. So I'll just put redundant. What I mean by that is for me, a struggle has been, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but repeat. Uh, repetitiveness, is that what the word I'm looking for? Repeating songs and activities for kindergarten especially is super important because they will retain what they're learning so much more. They're going to understand the concepts better. They are going to um, be able to memorize the songs better, all kinds of reasons. But for me, I feel like sometimes even though I'm repeating the song, it feels like the lesson's redundant. So I'm kind of like, eh, how can I put a new spin on this? So I could say, vary up teach different verses each time or I could one time do movement and another 
add instruments or something like that. So that's how I would process through some of my struggles. And I would do the same thing down here for classroom management. And for wins, I'm also going to process through those. So, oh, this needs to be up here. Let me move this. Well, actually, let's just, let's just do this. I'm gonna make a new, because I don't wanna move that back up there. So I'm gonna make a new struggles and wins titles down here wins nope not struggles reflection is what i meant to put sorry <laughs> let's see okay and down here processing okay so let me show you how i would do this for my wins so i would say same thing I'm going to copy this and we're just going to do fifth grade. And then you could do the same thing for both. Both of the categories that you had um, gone through, but right now I'm just going to do one. Okay. So wins for fifth grade. I said a win is um, I project-based learning activity. So I'll just put project based okay so but how can i process through this even though it's a win and i feel like project-based learning activities have gone well what could i do to keep improving upon this or continue what doing what i'm doing i could say find new activities um, i could figure out better grouping grouping um better ways of grouping the students or better ways of putting students in groups i could um see what other standards could be covered and so on and so forth so i hope you get the point and then i could go down and do the same thing for um composing and uh, student-centered activities and things like that so that is how I would go through processing. So, so far we have the reflection or reflecting and processing, and then tomorrow we're gonna talk about renewing. So, I hope that you found that helpful. Now I want to turn to the success path we had talked about yesterday, and I'm gonna talk about stage two again, but we're gonna move into stage three. So, before I share my screen again, stage two is about growing. And that is where you're feeling a bit more confident. Uh, your classroom management is the goal because you know that in order, stage one is about beating that overwhelm and stress. Stage two, you know before you can even think about planning any lessons, we gotta have a good classroom management system in place. That's why it's stage two. And a plan for transitions in the music room. Now, stage three is about planning. That's when we're really gonna get into the nitty gritty of lesson planning and simplifying lesson planning and tying that in with all the way back to stage one of um, not feeling overwhelmed and then stage two of classroom management. Now we're gonna focus on lesson planning. So if you identify with this stage, it means that you might be growing in confidence, but you wanna find a better balance in life or maybe it's better transitions in the music room or classroom management you need to focus on or lesson planning is maybe the biggest hurdle 
and struggle that you want to jump over or organizing your lesson plan. So let me share that real quick. And then we're going to move on. Okay, so, so today when we're talking about processing, what you're processing through, um, you can process through any of these stages, but if we're processing through, you're growing and you're thinking, okay, let's talk about how to do that. If I'm thinking about how um, classroom management is my goal, and so if you're taking that and you've identified that's where you're at on this success path, excuse me, so you're going to say, I feel like I need better transitions in the music room. When you're reflecting on that and you're saying better transitions in the music room, then you're processing through that. You're going to say, well, what transitions am I doing right now? How long are the kids taking to get from one activity to another? Am I giving them something to do with their body, like a body percussion um, you know, rhythm to do on the way to a new activity? When they're transitioning, am I letting them talk too much? Or what are my instructions? Or what's the procedure? So you're going to go through that process, the process through um, these things in order to help you get to where you're ready to get to planning. So you're going to look at your different, um, these different milestones to identify okay, am I here? Am I in the growing phase or am I in the planning phase? So planning is when you do have confidence in teaching and it is continuing to grow. You are seeing progress with classroom management. Of course, it's not perfect. And of course, it depends on where you're at in the school year. Um, but now you feel like your goal, you, you feel like you kind of got a handle on the learning and growing stages. And now you're wanting lesson planning. It's the goal and a simpler and more organized planning process. So when we're reflecting through that, Let's start with lesson planning. So you're gonna say lesson planning is your goal. When you're reflecting, even looking over the past month of the school year, you're gonna say lesson planning. I struggled with long range planning or my struggle was short term planning. My struggle was being able to fit everything in. My struggle was finding enough material to teach. My struggle was having too much to teach with. My struggle was not knowing how to do um, the right pacing in my classroom or knowing how much of what to teach and you know those kind of things so you're going to focus on that when you're reflecting on lesson planning then you're going to move to processing so let's go back to a few of those i said if you're saying something like i feel like i'm I have too much to plan with well then when you're processing through that say what could i shelve and what could i use this year what activities maybe it's something like boom whackers do i need more um, materials to use with and then i don't need the other eight boom whacker books i'm going to use this one or if you're needing a simpler more organized planning process say this is what worked when you're processing through and say this is what worked i'm going to keep this i'm going to do away with that so that is some suggestions on how to reflect and renew in these different areas of what I call the success path, which you can find in the Harmony membership site. If you have questions about that, please make sure you ask. All right, so we're gonna talk more about processing. And I, what I don't want you to do is dwell on, so, so when I say focus on the struggles and wins, yes. But when you're processing through them, I don't want you to dwell on them. Dwell means to sit so far in it that you have a hard time moving forward. So when you're when you're dwelling on what went wrong, you might be thinking things like, I'm not good enough, or 
my students aren't learning enough. When you're seeing some of these things in the struggle column, some of these mindset issues are going to rear their ugly head. It's just going to happen. Susie Smith down the street does a way better job than me. I don't know who Susie Smith is, but she's a name I like to use a lot. Or I've just royally screwed up teaching music. I'm just not cut out for this. I don't know if you've ever had any thoughts like that, raising my hand or something similar to those. But when you're seeing struggles, this is why I really want you to view them as a struggle is something that you can learn from. A struggle is something that when you share it, someone else who experiences that as a win will be able to help pull you through that struggle. So what I don't want you to do, like I just said, is to dwell on your struggles and to internalize them and to make them uh, these thoughts just sit in your head of I'm not good enough because I struggle with this. Let's add that to each of these. My students aren't learning enough because I struggle with this. Or Susie Smith does a way better job than me who works down the street because I struggle with this, so she does better than me. No, let's flip it into a win. I'm not good enough. Okay, let's flip that into a win. Instead of I'm not good enough, say, I feel like I'm not good enough in this particular area, but I'm going to improve in this this school year or next school year, I mean, because I'm going to this, 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 and this. Lay out a path for you, lay out some steps to follow. Let's flip one more. Let me do the last one I said. I'm not cut out for this. So instead of just saying, I'm not cut out to teach music overall, that's a huge statement, right? Say, some days I don't feel like I'm cut out to be a music teacher because it was a tough day or I felt like my lesson plans did not go across well with my students. But instead of me having these thoughts next school year, I am going to realize that a bad day does not equal a bad teacher. You're going to reframe it. You're going to turn it into a positive and you're going to turn it into a growth opportunity, just like you help your students do every day in your music room. So here's what else I want you to remember. And I want you to say this out loud. I'm a great teacher. Okay. If it's been a while since you've told yourself that or thought that, or even heard someone say that, hello, Teacher Appreciation Week, I want you to realize it. You are a great teacher. You're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have struggles. Hello, Reflect and Renew Challenge. You're gonna have things that come harder to you. You're gonna have things that you just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing about this, or I never learned this in college, or in my student teaching placement, nobody showed me how to do this particular thing. I understand that, been there, done that. Still been there, done that all the time. Trust me, I get it. But we've all had these thoughts. Every music teacher, I don't care how long you've been teaching. I don't care if you just finished out your first year. I don't care if you just finished out student teaching. I don't care if you're like a day away from retirement. We have all had these negative thoughts. And it is really easy to let them seep in and like I said, to believe them. And what happens is when these negative thoughts keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, eventually you're going to internalize them, which I said earlier, and you are going to start believing them as true when they're not true. You're a good teacher. You may have a bad day. You may have messed up. You may have screwed up. You may have uh, not done something the way you wanted to. Okay, you're a human. I think we don't give ourselves enough grace sometimes to realize I'm allowed to mess up. 
my students are allowed to see me mess up and make mistakes because they're going to see me learn from my mistakes just like I want them to. One tough moment, week, or even month does not define who you really are as a teacher. It doesn't. It does not define that. You maybe have someone from the outside, I mean the outside, like another teacher, your administrator, a parent, another student saying something like that to you, but one opinion does not make it true. So let's talk about what to do moving forward into your next teaching season, whenever that is for you. Whether that's another month of school, whether that is next school year. Let's talk about what to do moving forward. Yesterday, I mentioned that the three main struggles I hear teachers that I coach, I coach elementary music teachers one-on-one. -on -one. I do a lot of group work. I do a membership side, of course. I do a lot of workshops, all kinds of things, guys. And the main three struggles I hear music teachers say over and over and over is that lesson planning is tough, implementing the lesson sometimes is tough, and classroom management is tough. And we've talked about those already. I showed you the success path. There's so much more that goes in your school day. So maybe you're like, okay, those aren't really my three main struggles. But whatever you're struggling with, or maybe you feel like you're not struggling at all, that's amazing. But I want you to think about your area that you're struggling in, the main one you're struggling with. And if you don't feel like you have one, just think of something like when I shared the wins column earlier, what's one thing that you could improve upon? But maybe you can relate to the lesson planning or classroom management struggle. And if so, what I want you to do is, like I just showed you, you're going to write down one to three ways that you can improve in that area moving forward. Then, if you have more than one struggle listed on the, the doc, if you started a doc yesterday or journal, I want you to move, just do one at a time. So one struggle, and then you're going to process through it another struggle process through it. I don't care how many you have listed, but only do one at a time. And in fact, I want you to identify the main one. And when you identify that main one, I want you to start with that one first and then make your way down. So that way, if you don't have time to get through them all, at least you've covered your main one. Okay. So let's focus on those three areas I mentioned real quick, by the way, lesson planning. I'm going to help you process through this right now together. Instead of feeling overwhelmed when it comes to lesson planning, here are ways you can process through. You can break it into smaller segments like nine week planning. You can process through and say, am I planning too much at a time? Am I not planning enough? If it's short term planning, that's a struggle, then you need to focus more on long term planning. Have the curriculum map and scope and sequence in place so you can focus more on short term planning because you know what you're teaching throughout the school year and you can easily plug in what you need to teach. If you are looking at a curriculum map you're following when you're thinking about okay maybe short term planning comes easy to me, but it is a long term planning that I struggle with. Well, when you're looking at a curriculum map, and I provide one in the Harmony membership, but when you're looking at a curriculum map, whichever one you use, then I want you to say, where do I feel stuck? If, if that's a struggle for you is you see this curriculum map, but it doesn't always necessarily tell you what to teach each nine weeks. It just says, teach this throughout the school year. I'm thinking about the National Core Art Standards. I have them in front of me right now, by the way. But they say what to teach to each grade level, but you don't know when in the school year to do that. So if that's one of your struggles, then when you're processing through that, then you say, okay, so I need to figure out a way to break it into nine weeks in a way that makes sense for me 
my teaching style, and my students. You're gonna need to figure out what objectives or concepts you're wanting to cover for each grade level the rest of this school year. If you don't wanna do it right now, totally fine. Do it this summer. Don't just say, oh my gosh, I got to the end of the school year and I realized there's so much I didn't cover because that's been a struggle for me. So I need to figure out a better system to long range plan. Uh, okay, so now let's pivot to implementing the lessons. I want you to think about your teaching style. If let's say lesson planning itself is not really a struggle, of course, it's gonna depend on the week and the class period, I get that, and the grade level. But let's say that your area that is a struggle is implementing the lessons. Planning it's easy, but then you're standing in front of real life human beings and you are teaching them. And maybe that implementing part is what's a struggle for you. So once again, go back to reflecting. What is a struggle about implementing the lessons? I have it laid out on paper, or maybe not paper, or I have it laid out on whatever I use the lesson plan, but when I'm actually ready to teach it, I feel stuck, or I feel like I don't really know where to go. I don't know how to connect the dots. I don't know how to get the students from when they come into the music room until it's time to leave in a seamless, flowing way. So here's some ways you can process through that. I said, think about your teaching style, and what I want you to do is I want you to start with thinking about your background as a musician, what unique perspective do you bring into your music room? And if you don't know what your teaching style is, take the time to think about that. What do you enjoy doing with your students? How do you like to present lessons? And then you're gonna think about, okay, why am I struggling with implementing um, the lesson plan I have designed? Where is the breakdown happening? What, what's happening? Like, where am I losing my students? Or where do I feel like I'm not connecting what they're learning in a way that makes sense. Process through that. And as you process through that and you're able to visually see it, then as we're gonna talk about tomorrow, the renewing, you're gonna be able to move forward because you're gonna get it out of your head and get unstuck in that area. But a huge part, uh, something huge that plays, wait, I'm not reading that wrong. Something that plays a huge part into how you plan and implement the lessons is thinking through what do you like to do as a music teacher? How do you like to teach? How do you like to pace your lessons? What is your teaching style? What do you like to incorporate? What do you like to pull from? What materials? There is no right or wrong answer, by the way. Okay, it is up to you. It's up to what you enjoy doing. And by the way, the end of the school year is a great time to reflect and say, hmm, some of these teaching resources I thought were gonna come in really handy, they're not really my cup of tea. So it's the perfect time to say, okay, so when I'm processing through that, which might be why I'm stuck implementing the lessons, I'm gonna say, do I really need to go out and get some new teaching resources? Or could I continue using other materials I have and resources I have and just do away with that one? I'm just throwing out some ideas here, helping you to get through this reflection process with me. I also wanna say, don't focus so much on the teaching approach, but more on how your students best learn and how you best teach. That is the perfect combo platter. So if you're feeling like the struggle, if it's the struggle to implement lessons, then one thing I want you to reflect on and, and process through is I want you to think about how do your students best learn? Maybe there's a disconnect there because you haven't taken the time to ask them, what are some of your favorite songs in here? Or what activities do you enjoy the most? Or 
what would you like to see more happening in the music room? Or is there something we've done this year that you really enjoyed that we could bring back? Ask your students. I think that does not happen enough. So especially those upper elementary kiddos, ask them, see what they're wanting to do. And you'll be surprised by the answers that come out. And then um, let's talk about classroom management. This was the other struggle. I just picked three struggles. It doesn't mean these are the only three in the world, but I picked three because like I said, these are the three I hear about the most. Classroom management is literally a loaded topic. In fact, I've done full hour workshops on just classroom management strategies, but this is something I could talk about for a long time. So I'm gonna keep it short, sweet, and to the point. When you're reflecting on classroom management, you could go all over the place with this. You know, you could do like a whole Venn diagram about classroom management and your struggles with it. But what I wanna say is, some ways you can process through this is ask yourself questions like, have I really made a plan and have I stayed consistent with it? Or have I made a classroom management plan and did I, adapt it and modify it when I needed to? Have I made a classroom management plan and where did the breakdown happen? What was happening when I feel like that plan I put on paper was not translating well to my students? Was I talking too much? Am I just standing at the classroom talking too much? Is that when I'm losing them? Am I creating, back to my, my list I sh shared with you guys, am I creating engaging activities that keep the students um, engaged? There's no perfect, by the way, lesson. And there's nothing that's going to completely engage 100% of your students every time. So I just wanna throw that out there, by the way. But I want you to ask your question, yourself questions like that. If you are struggling with classroom management, then process through what is the struggle? If it's students talking, have you given them maybe, this is gonna sound crazy, but this is exactly what I did. Are you planning activities to give them time to talk and share with each other? If your students are having a hard time sitting still, are you incorporating enough movement activities to get them to move their bodies? If your students look like they're constantly hitting the floor, wanting to touch their you know, buddy next to them, are you giving them something tactile to do with body percussion or instruments? So think about these things. Just, I'm not saying you're not, but these are things to process through when you see a certain behavior, then like counter uh, counter it with something like, oh, well, am I doing this to help them with that? And if you are, then pro keep processing and getting to the root of what is going on. And a lot of it, yes, student behavior, I know right now is, especially this time of year, let's just be honest, it's not great. But at the same time, Let's think about the end of the school year if classroom management is something you're struggling with and that's on your reflection sheet and you're like, okay, classroom management is it, Jessica? Like that's, you could just literally sit there. So let's talk about the end of the school year. If what, you're, what you've done all school year has worked great and now you feel like it's just not, <laughs> it's not like, it, it seems like you're teaching a different crew of kids. They act like they don't remember what to do in your music classroom maybe it is time to process through new end of the school year activities, new ideas to do in the music room. I have taken students outside before and done music games outside. We've brought in basketballs. We have brought in hula hoops. We had tennis balls where they were not, you have to be careful with the instructions by the way, but passing them to a steady beat to our neighbor. So many amazing activities you can do that keep their interest. But let's be honest right now, they're gonna have a hard time sitting still. So think outside of the box. 
I want you to also consider, are you at a small or a large school? What's your school's classroom management plan? What are expectations set by your administration? These are things to think about also when you're processing through. Um, and also, what is your plan for each class and individual rewards and consequences as well? Process through what worked in those areas and, okay, what is not working so well that I need to kind of rethink through. When you show up and engage with your students, however that looks like for you, your classroom management will begin turning a corner. I have shared before, and I'm not going to go into detail today for time's sake, but that's what I did. I'm not just going to throw out the blanket statement of form relationships with your students. And I'm guilty of just saying that phrase before, but I'm going to, I'm going to say more of show up and engage with your students. Ask questions. Let them talk. Let them talk to you. Let them, um, let them, I don't know, do creative activities in the music room that keep them engaged. Have conversations that aren't just about music class. Have conversations about things they do outside of school. See, this is, this is relationship building. It's not where, it's not going to look the same as a classroom teacher who has 25 kids in their room where you do too, but you have 25 plus 25 plus 25 plus 20 over and over and over, right? And so the way you relationship build, you're just going to have to be a little bit more creative with it. And, but that is something that is a huge key to processing. When you're processing through classroom management, that's a huge key to consider as well. So I want to say a few things while we wrap up is remember you're not alone. So community, whoops, community is a huge part of being an elementary music teacher. In your school building, that looks like relying on your specials, encore team, whatever it's called in your building, rely on those teachers. They don't teach the same subject matter as you, but talk to the art teacher. Sometimes the best classroom management strategies, by the way, or lesson ideas or pacing ideas I got was from just talking to those teachers who got it. So I could say, asking the art teacher, what do you do in here? How long do you spend on this? How do you line the kids up? Blah, 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 blah. And then I would think about ways I could use those ideas in my music classroom. Because of course, what works in the art room won't 100% translate to the music room, but you can still get ideas for what works. So make sure you rely on your community. What is your community? Where do you hang out online? This Facebook group is a great place to hang out online, right? Or maybe your jam is Instagram, or maybe you don't like social media, but you love to connect with teachers through email, or maybe you love to just connect with teachers at live workshops. I'm so excited we get to do that again, by the way. Um, but maybe you love to, I don't know what it is, but how do you surround yourself with community? And yes, that depends on your personality. I am introverted. So for me, my community, I like to keep it small, but I know those go-to music educators I can go to to ask questions to and to rely on to get ideas from. And so maybe for you, it's not looking for like, you know, I don't know, a thousand people, but you just need those few close people in your circle to be able to rely on when things do get stressful. So process through that. Who could be that community for you? And your action steps for today, this was emailed to you this morning, and it's also going to be posted in the Facebook group, or it should be already, right after this Facebook Live, is going back to reflecting, today is processing. How would you like to improve upon what you reflected on yesterday moving forward, and how or what will improve your teaching practice or life? Think about those things. 
I don't care if it's a piece of paper, a journal, a Google Doc, and I want you to just answer those questions before we get into day three tomorrow. And by the way, when we're talking about a community, tomorrow I'm gonna invite you to join us in the Harmony community, because that is the community of music educators who are supported all school year long. So we will go into that tomorrow and you can ask me any questions around that. Well, hey there, thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.